I'm Jay Moran. I'm Bridget J. Paul Valenza. I'm Thomas O'Neill White. I'm Angelie Preston. And I'm Lorenzo Rodriguez. This is What's Next. A dedicated hour to have important conversations about the issues facing the marginalized and underrepresented communities of Western New York and Southern Ontario. We're going to have some real healing. We've got to have space to tell some uncomfortable truth. What's Next continues our mission to discuss race, equity, and the common concerns of Buffalo's East Side and beyond. In the suburban area everywhere, we must work and teach our children. Good morning and welcome to What's Next. This is Lorenzo Rodriguez and I don't know why I'm doing this interview because I am not a fashionista. I'm not a fashion forward kind of guy. I I, I told my guests as, as he was walking in, I'm, I get my stuff from Stitch Fix. No plug there. It's just, I'm not a, I, I know the brands and and that's about it. But um, this gentleman who's in our, in our midst today knows a thing or two about fine luxury goods. He will be featured as one of the, the, the designers on September 30th Fig Buffalo Fashion Show here in Buffalo, New York at the Seneca One Tower, the newly renovated Seneca One Tower, Fashion Initial Garment Showcase. That's what Fig stands for. If you don't know, uh, it's it's their work showcases a number of contemporary designers, seamstresses, tailors, just uh, folks doing fine, fine work here in Buffalo, New York. And today I have the honor of having one of them. His name is Dame Powell. Dame, welcome to What's Next. Hey, how are you? How are you, Dame? I'm Thank positive, you for man. your first radio appearance, right? It will be. I'm not trying to make you nervous. It's just this is exciting. This, I'm glad we're the, the debut, your debut on radio. Yeah, thank you. And as far as debuts, you've been you made quite a debut in the in the fashion world, in the outerwear design world. Yeah. You've started up. You're the owner. You're the founder of Dame, and and simply Dame. It's a it's a name that 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 hopefully becomes synonymous with bags, with with designer bags, with backpacks. Uh, leather works. That's where. That's what you dabble in, right? Yeah, I mean, and I would love for it to go even further. Honestly, um, my my background is in started in like clothes and stuff like that. So, um, like I believe, not even I believe, my very first garment was a parka that I've ever made. Like I just woke up at one day and was like, I'm gonna learn how to sew. Um, went to Walmart at two in the morning back when we used to have a 24 hour Walmart. Mm. Bought a, I think it was a singer or a brother, and just went to town you did like a little bit of backwards engineering on it yeah kind of so you ripped know it up and saw how it was made to put together and... yeah so what i was doing was just taking apart several different jackets when like when i made my very first uh coat um uh, so i think we i took apart i want to say three three of them and then i kind of just fused it all together mixed and matched and added pieces that that really uh resonated with me and um, wanted to pull aspects of, you know, like, uh, I guess, childhood and environment. And, you know, we put together a nice, uh, I keep saying we, but it was me at the time. It's the, the only f- we now. The former we. Yeah, the, uh, the former <laughs> we. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, I was I spent so much time just, you know, uh, and at the time I was technically homeless. So, um, yeah, so what I was doing was, like, I, I would uh, try to, like, get go like to my mom's house when she wasn't home <laughs> and um and uh just do 
as much song as I could in between time. And then if, if, if uh, the environment was okay, like I would even just stay the night and sleep on the floor. And, uh, and then by the time I woke up, I would head back to work or, you know, I used to have to like, when I was, when I first started, I was doing like um, van services and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, you like transport like, you know, the elderly or mm-hmm. the disabled to like their appointments. So what I was doing was I was just keeping the keys and then I would go sleep in the van. Wow. <laughs> then, wow. Yeah. So eventually, um, I was able to save up some money, mm-hmm. get my own apartment, and then I just turned my entire spot into like a sweatshop. And then, more importantly, a sewing machine. Yeah. Yeah. I See? took my sewing machine with me. So, uh, and then like I would store it at like a best friend's house or something of that nature. That's then... where that's where it really took off. Once you had the the means, the equipment to start uh, creating and 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 fostering your passion. Yeah. That's where that's where it took off. If I'm not mistaken. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to blow up your spot or take away from the noteworthy work you've done so far in such a short period of time. But you were re- relatively new to this craft of leather work, right? It, leather it, work, a hundred percent. Um, I start. I was like I said, I was doing fashion. I was doing like clothes in like 2013 or so, and then uh, I want to say what 2020. Um, I got into leather crafts because no one was really go- had any place to go, <laughs> as as you know why. Uh, so I was just looking at it from a perspective. I'm like, well, eventually these folks are going to leave their house, mm-hmm. and I was just looking at book bags and stuff like that. I'm like, because you know, I was just getting ready to get into a job that required traveling, and I was like, I want a bag for myself, and I just couldn't figure it out. And I was just started watching, just you know. Um, Instagram videos and YouTube videos, and I was—I found myself like just making a wallet first. I was like, "Well, let me just get the basics of what it is that I'm doing here." And eventually, I was able to uh, make uh, a, a backpack. Eventually, and and then kind of just blossomed from there. Um, and this is before I even had like an industrial. Like I knew before I even knew what sewing machine I even needed because I thought I was like, "Oh, well, I have a a good sewing machine. I'll use this one." But it was just for like you know, fabric, not leather. And I found that out the hard way by breaking a bunch oh, of needles. Um, <laughs> that one I know. I know you need a specific uh, sewing machine for leather as opposed to... Yeah, so um, a lot of my original garments, uh, garments uh, pieces that I used to make far as uh, leather goods are concerned were actually all 100% hand-stitched, no machinery at all. I just was doing it like, I guess you would say, the old-fashioned way with just pricking irons and a hammer and just <laughs> two needles and a thread and... Uh, going at it and it, it really taught me a lot and showed me what what you can and can't do and um what would be possible and how to you know like configure design based on your ability of what it is that you have the means to do so yeah and uh, i don't know if i've stated it yet but born and raised in buffalo this is this is your home it's been your home yes uh and and now we're with the Fig Fashion Show, the the, uh, the Fig Buffalo Fashion Show, the idea here is to hopefully make this spot a a welcoming destination for high fashion. Um, something that we'll get into in a little bit more detail. But I, I I'm just I'm just curious now. Your your current trade takes you to multiple places. You travel when you go other places in the world. How do you? What does it mean to to for you to be from Buffalo, what? How do you convey that that you're from Buffalo when you're out of, out of the city? Um, 
I generally say it's like it's pretty warm here <laughs> uh, wherever I'm at. And then they're like, what do you mean it's 50 degrees? I'm like, this is a Buffalo summer. That, and then they're like, oh, you're from a very cold place where most folks even think Buffalo is like in Canada somewhere. And I'm like, mm, no, not quite the the true north that way. But, um, no, uh, you know, you kind of just you. Here's the thing. You're very well accepted when you're from 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 a town like Buffalo because you kind of relate to almost everyone there. You you don't have this chip on your shoulder in the sense of like, oh, I'm better than you. It's like, mm. like like we we tend to you know have people with um, I guess some more humble beginnings type of thing like we we can have those type of people gravitate to you folks who are looking for other people that are down to earth instead of full of themselves you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and that's like that's actually how i've been able to garner all of my relationships out of town is just you know talking about um like the everyday basic stuff i guess i mean it, it, and i guess like things that are particular to buffalo you know like so when you, like we're known for what food and just um you know our, our tailgates and wings and football. Yeah, wings and football, bro. Like Maryland's and, crab cakes and football. Yeah. Wings and football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, uh, but you know, uh, the other part of that though is like wherever I go, I wear my own brand. Obviously, mm-hmm. like especially like my old garments and stuff like that, and that creates a conversation. And the first thing they want to know is like, well, where are you from? Like, where did you do this at? And you know, tell them from the town. From the town. And it's an eye-catching logo. I I love it. It's cheetah with Dame. Big bold uppercase letters and the slogan "Run with us." Yes, love it. Yes, yes. How yes. that? How what was the? What's the? So, you start doing, you start getting an interest in in fashion in 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 clothing. Then you move to leather works, mm-hmm. and then when do you say, "All right, I'm 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 running with this. I'm I'm moving moving forward with this." What was the the aha moment? What what? Oh, what made you well pursue this further. I mean, the aha moment came really once I, like, I think I like, posted my first video of just making a wallet, and then, like, I sold, like, maybe, like, 10 or 11 of them or whatever, and then I, I think I was selling them for, like, pennies on a dollar. Like, I think those wallets were probably going for, like, 30, 40 bucks, and, like, I was just using leather that I have found, like, around the house type of thing. Like, I was just cutting up, like, NFL balls and <laughs> not knowing what I was doing, just, like, I'm just going to cut this up and make a card well, holder out of it. pigskin wallet. Yeah. Like, and it, that's what actually intrigued the men to, to doing it, right? And then, so, like, the how how my my clientele even built and how i realized what i was doing was worth anything was i would make these little i would make like football wallets or whatever and then um the men would like you know like oh i really like this wallet and then christmas would like come around or birthday would come up and i was like i think i want to get my girlfriend something and then um you know like and at that time i was just like you know i could do like you know maybe like a tote or something like something super simple or whatever and then um Eventually, what will happen is like they'll gift their girlfriend like the bag, uh, a bag or whatever, and then the girlfriend like, oh, this is so nice. Where'd you get it from? And then they're like, oh, I got it from this guy. He makes them personally or whatever. And then like the wives double back to me, and they're like, so like this is what he got me, but let me tell you what I really want. And and we pretty much you know built it off of just that. And like I've been able to build relationships with you know a lot of my clients. Like I remember like almost all of everyone who's ever bought from me but folks who like really like like i've over the past you know few months i've been learning like oh, i actually have like real people who like care about what it is that we're doing here um where like they'll show up to pop-ups not even to buy anything just to be like hey like i need like, to meet 
yeah, I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to meet you, and 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 you know, a lot of them they buy, and some of them they don't. But um, the fact of the matter is, is that like the content that we create and the stuff that uh, that we're doing is 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 resonating and touching people, and then you know, like a lot, of, like I've had to tell my story a hundred times over already, so, and I'll continue to do it um, because I think it's it's something that if it can continue to you know put a smile on folks' face, why not? Well, I, I I gravitated your story because we have a number of, of designers that are being featured at the at the Fig Fashion Show on September 30th, which I, I like to clarify, Buffalo Toronto Public Media is a media sponsor. So uh, we love to hear all the stories we can. In particular, uh, we've got designers such as Ali Egan, Richie Hunter. Um, you men- we mentioned Austin uh, Guillette of Bag. Uh, by a by a guy by uh, a guy yeah that's my boy he's good people and and these so is are, Richie Hunter Richie Hunter's a great guy and Ashton um, Warner a number of, of designers are going to be featured that night a uh, portion of the proceeds going to Stitch Buffalo uh, mm-hmm. which I I got acquainted with Stitch Buffalo because of their work with uh, the refugee women on the west side that's how they started as, as an embroidery shop now it's a it's a more of a textile art center bringing creatives such as yourself together to work on on their craft and Doing some great stuff. That's gonna that's gonna be what who benefits from from much of the proceeds on that night. Uh, but going back to what you mentioned, how your genesis of, of creation of, of of this brand, do you still deliver hand deliver some of your work to your clientele? That's that's if you something. live in the city of Buffalo, I'm coming to you. I'm coming straight to you. Um, if you buy something of you know, <clears throat> if you're like getting uh, like a full custom order. You know, um, like we actually invite you over to like the the studio and we let you build a bag, you know, like 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 we greet you at the door with champagne and something to eat. And, you know, we 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 pull out the the color swatches and we we, our goal is to really sell like I tell like everyone that I come in contact with, like I don't sell bags. I sell confidence and I sell Um, self-esteem. And and those things are quite important to me. and I feel like only because, like, I felt like I lacked them when I was growing up. So I'm like, well, I, at least I want to be able to dish this off to someone else who can use it. And, you know, I want people to feel like superstars. And I want people to feel, like, like you know, good about the what it is that they're about to get into. And, and, and when they pick up a bag that they spent this money on, that it came with a, a memory already before they even had got a chance to even put it in their hands. It came with a great memory that they could tell someone else about. A lot of bespoke work a lot of just yeah. tailor-made mm-hmm. yeah so like i said we, we like we give you like that the lv experience that we all want you know when we go to like if you find yourself on like rodeo drive and they assume that you have a, a substantial amount of money they treat you a little bit differently in there you know you get greeted with champagne at those places and stuff like that i'm like well everyone's a superstar to me so like you're gonna get champagne you walk through my door the humility and and yet a, an air of, of humility and confidence. That's the I think that's the the sweet the sweet yeah. secret formula that 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 take will take you very far. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we mentioned you start naming all all the high end brands once again quote unquote high end brands, uh, Balenciaga, Versace, Gucci, Christian Dior, Kate Spade. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get a you're gonna get the brand, but you're not gonna get that. You're not gonna get that treatment. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like it's it's. You know, and I, and I understand the idea of exclusivity and things of that nature, but, like, you have to at least give people a chance to get 
involved in that exclusivity, I guess, you know what I mean? Instead of just handpicking them yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I, we've what we've discovered is the folks who buy into Dame, like, they really buy in, in, like, on another level without me having to preface anything for them. They're just like, no, 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 like, this is this is part of my identity now you know um and like how how crazy is that as a, a designer to see people engulfed in your thoughts you know and then pay you for them like i like like i, I tell dana all the time i'm like look this this person just gave me pennies for my thoughts like how crazy is that you know like like i just find that to be fascinating as a creative seeing something go from the innards of your brain onto somebody onto uh, onto their body mm-hmm. and wearing it and for the, the, the there's a pride there's there's an un, un, unmatchable pride there 100 percent. the idea of just seeing someone that you just don't know that you've never met and and then seeing them in something that you made like and the reaction yeah and then like sometimes i like i'll um you know like oh you're talking about like after we present it i'm talking about like a, a walking in the process no, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking walking through the mall and then seeing someone wear your bed is oh, the serendipitous bananas. Or just bananas. Okay. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like that, like for me, even the presentation of like, oh, okay, like your bag is done. Here it is, about to present it. Like that, that interaction in and of itself is is high for me. You know, like I'm like I'm going for that. Like I need that. Like oh my gosh, you know, like um, like uh, like just the 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 pure joy and excitement on someone's face i was like all right i bought i brought happiness to somebody and 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 i hope that when they put that bag on and or that 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 uh garment like i want you to have an air of confidence like yo today is my day and part of that i would assume is the creative process of, of making and designing some of these these bags uh there's the regatta purse which yes is a, a big seller yes that's our flagship bag um we actually recently uh, I saw the lime green one, which was uh, yeah, was pretty fire. I that was an exclusive that, that we had done for um, uh, a social media personality. Um, she was really Gary. Uh, her name's Casey Kirahara. She was she was really cool. Um, we got to work with her, um, and then uh, but yeah, we've made multiple colors even since then. We have colors that are coming, uh, but the regatta was uh, has been a staple in our our brand, and I very surprised that it did so well if i'm being honest um and and the popularity is just continuing to grow and the whole idea of the premise of the bag existing was bags are boring when they stand straight up and down <laughs> like that was just like what that's if, what made that what had, gave you some hesitation yeah I, I, no i just wanted I'm like well what if we just turned it on the side originally it was actually supposed to be, just be laid down because yeah, it's, it's narrow right on the bottom and then it widens up on top. yeah so, so it, it looks it's shaped exactly almost like a diamond in a sense mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and i just always thought it would be cool if like your bag could just lay down and it, what happens is it creates a um, a conversation it's a conversation starter when you know like i'll go out with dana and like she'll put the bag in like the middle of a room and just like leave it there and then eventually what happens is whose bag is that and she says oh it's mine I'm like, oh where'd you get it from he made it you know i'm like hi you know <laughs> it's it's it, and then it, the ball gets rolling and like it's rare that we show it or we go to a place and not walk out with with like some type of uh, given a card or even someone just purchasing right then and there we've had we've been in instances where if like uh a man and wife uh kind of just like i think they bought like what two three bags for us like instantly uh, his and hers yeah nice. he was like i want this for myself and i'm gonna get two of these for her and like we, we're baffled every time honestly 
Well, like I've said before, it, it's it's striking uh, works. Uh, the other one that I that I saw was the Mariner, and mm-hmm. that one has some special significance to you because what's what's that? Yeah, so that one is is like an ode to my mom. We we we've had a tumultuous relationship over the years, um, but it is much repaired now. And um, when I so when I had created the bag. Um, it was really like I gave her the same treatment as I was as if I was give a random customer, and you know we we showed her and like we pretty much just designed this bag and I'm like I think this bag is like it can't like I th- it just needs to be more of them in a sense you know what I mean and I was like I'm just gonna name it the Mariner because that those are the memories with my mom that were it where life was like. That was Peak. the that was the apartment complex. Yeah, in it was Allentown. the apartment complex in Allentown, across from Rex, and um, yeah, man, we like I, the 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 memories that come with it. You know, um, even the original color that it comes in, which is like this nice hazelnut, it just reminds me of though that that time in life, um, and to be able to present that to folks and then see like uh, mother daughter duos come in and buy bags, uh, buy that bag in particular. You know, like. It's, I don't know, man. Just this heartwarming situation for me. I'm speaking with Dane Powell, owner, designer, leather maker, leather worker, leather. I'm a craftsman. Craftsman, Dane Powell, Dame Luxury Goods, and and we mentioned it in one one way or another. And you mentioned Dana. You mentioned the two important women in your life. Yeah. And almost part of the the, the, the process here. Yeah. Uh, you, you wouldn't even know behind me every Dana. great man. <laughs> dot dot dot. Dana Culp, you're you're the marketer, uh, marketing mastermind of of Dame. You've seen Dame take his his his, his pride in his work and make it now something that he's sharing with with the community and and the world at large. How has that been? Seeing that, it's been amazing to just watch it unfold and just like we're still in our infancy, but it's just amazing just how far we've gotten and how much farther we are going to take it. But it's just a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. You made the bag for her as a gift. There's no better gift that's than a handmade yeah. one. You made you made a bag for your mother, and that that the feeling has to be unmatched. So it, it's it's I I always like hearing the, the the story behind some of the the the, the works and and the the stuff that we we take in and consume and and the genesis of it all and, and that's part of it. I, I'm a good huge portion of it. I assume what, yeah. what drove you to 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 be where you're at today. Yes, I think that when you when we're making these pieces, I think what ha- what we lack in the I guess quote unquote luxury sector is the the story behind the pieces. I mean, granted, there's a couple the of them. Yeah, I mean, and it's, but I always tell people, I'm like, when you go out and you buy these bags, you don't even know why they exist. Like, do you understand? Like, to someone, this was art at one point, and to you, it's just an item that you want to just wear. But like, we when we when we st- you know, have our meetings with our clients and stuff like that. We like let them know, like, hey, like you're 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 buying a piece of, you know, myself in a sense, you know, and I want you to to be able to to understand what it is that you're getting into. It's just not something you want to just show people, you know. It's more along the lines of like, hey, I have a, a piece of uh, of story here, and I want to I want to show this story off. I want to tell this story for you because we tell them why the bag exists if it's if it's not a custom piece um but even if it is a custom piece we still you know try to integrate and i ask questions about childhood and things of that nature like 
there's this bag called the Valencia where that we created. It's just a bucket bag. But the way we styled the bucket bag was because the the lady who originally wanted this piece, um, she was like, I used to have this this uh, coach bucket bag in high school, and it just like, I have so many great memories with this bag, and like I would love to just be able to like recreate this in some way, shape, or form. And we was able to re- rebuild that bag, but like. The reason that bag exists is because some woman wanted to relive her high school days through a, through a piece of work. So, you know, like I want that to be, you know, um, I want that to be able to be translated through all of our work. Turning the immaterial into material. Yes. That's, that's, that's always exciting. Uh, Dame, we mentioned, and, and with Dana here, uh, we mentioned Buffalo. We mentioned uh, the Fig Buffalo Fashion Show. We're a bit away from Paris, London, Milan, your 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 destinations for, for fashion, for high fashion. Mm-hmm. But we're not too far from New York City. We're in nope. the same state. What part of what we're trying to do with, with Fig Fashion, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is to make Buffalo one of these destinations for noteworthy high fashion. What what do we need what do we need to consider to get to get closer to that designation? I think we need to create um, um, a need for folks to get dressed. This is a very much a blue collar city, right? So you know, it's a lot of folks who just put on their actual work boots and their 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 blue overalls, and they go and work, you know, twelve hours a day type of thing. And the issue is, come weekend, there's not much for us to do, or throughout the week period, when you go to these bigger, you know, cities and stuff like that, these huge metropolitan spaces, like. You can party Monday through uh, Sunday in mm-hmm. in nonstop, right? Uh, and and or if you're in like let's say Chicago, like that city kind of does shut down, but like there's always like a ball or a gala, like it's a very leisurely place, you know what I mean? So, um, and and I think that if we can continue to create these events that will call for, you know, these people to want to put on their best dress and. and I think that that would help us a long way. Um, so I, I would actually, you know, make a case towards other entrepreneurs that want to create environments or that want to create uh, events and venues and stuff like that to where like, hey, like put like let's 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 get right. Let's let's look nice. Let's be, you know, every every time you step out, you should want to look like you could, you know, walk the Met Gala without looking crazy, you know, Um and it bothers me that, you know, like all of us shop at Zara and H&M and, you know, like we all look like, you know, different versions of each other. And I'm like, mm, like we have to be able to break this cycle. But, you know, uh, I think that in order to do that, we need to create a necessity for it. Um, the designers are here. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we can, you know, get this. What, what I would like to see is like a fashion district, if you will, mm. to where we can actually start to breed designers, where we can start to, um, you know, give designers a way to uh, shop for their raw materials and things of that nature. Like, I think that's highly important, you know, and, and that would that would create a more a necessity um and if we if the issue is you just don't see it as often as you want to and and these designers are just making things and it's pretty much going off into like the 
the ether, if you will, or excuse me, like they're just like we're pretty much making vaporware to an extent if we're not selling. We're just making things that we really can't repeat because a lot of us are like shopping at a Joann's just for our fabrics and stuff like that. And there's no exclusivity. There's no um no nothing that really lets you be different per se and let you design things differently i just i find it to be just kind of sad and i would love to be a part of the the change that gets us to where we can start to you know see that difference uh, to me fashion is an extension of character your personality 100%. it has to have something that speaks to you if not why wear it uh if mm-hmm. it's not functional mm-hmm. um and I hate to boil it down to just buzzwords, but and actually that's one of them. Uh, you're looking for a buzz. You're looking for a vibe. You're looking for for a a a, a, a some a, an emotion mm-hmm. that 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 automatically like Dana, you and I, we were commiserating before. We are from Miami, Miami, mm-hmm. Florida. That that mm-hmm. that place is also trying to make if if not already make its its name uh, known in in the design world. But we have Brickle, uh, Mary Brickle Village downtown. That place is just taken off more more in the last few years than i could imagine but it's got a burgeoning fashion scene art scene you go to a lot of these destination spots dame what what, you mentioned the there's that vibe there's that art scene what can you learn from those spots that that we can bring here to buffalo i think we what we can learn is it's okay to just be honestly just different i think it's okay to want to uh, be expressive, you know, um, and, and not worry about the idea of being cool. Cause I mean, when it comes down to it, like nothing is cool until, you know, uh, the subculture say it is anyway. And, and, and we see it all the time, you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll create things here, like your dapper dance and stuff like that. And like he'll, and, and, and what happens is the, the higher powers that be would, then take those designs tastemakers yeah like if you if that's what you want to call them right so like and like they'll just take them in europe and then redesign it and then push it back to us as if it's this is the new thing like mm-hmm. no it's, it's it's what we've already had right and you just put a, a shiny label on it and called it yours um but i think you know what we what we can learn uh, is really just to continue to just step outside of the 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 line here and and be different and and literally have people run with you in, in this thought process is there a rodeo drive of fifth avenue what's the closest we have to that here a fashion district uh, arts district here in, in buffalo that that you could look at and say hey this is probably the starting point of something big so i mean when you think of just artsy stuff in general you think elmwood you think maybe hurdle you know that area but i think like you know larkinville would be a nice ground zero for real for real like to like get going um they're they're coming up and like the like i love that that area just the way it makes you feel when you mm-hmm. walk through the streets you got brad's hill shout out to chef darian um out there and um and you know he just is it's i think if we can grow with them while they're in the process of them growing like it it would it would i think it could be a nice symbiotic relationship there because even even when you go down there what you're seeing is uh like a lot of the clients that like are like around there or not clients but you know patrons i guess Mm -hmm. for like brats um are like lawyers or um teachers or just like executives and stuff like that and uh, I think like those folks 
they want they want to dress nice they want to have new things they want to experience they want other experiences inside of the town nothing better than putting on a fresh new anything of sneakers or having a new brand new bag to to put your stuff in and feel good about it, it I, not being not trying to be materialistic here it's just it's 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 a nice sense of, of of achievement of accomplishment when you get yourself something nice that 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 shows a little bit of you you in it again it's confidence you know like that's why i'm here like i want to sell confidence man like like i said the the byproduct of the confidence that i'm trying to sell just so happens to be in the form of a piece of uh leather you know so um, but yeah, like, and the, in the great words of Deion Sanders, you know, if you look prime time, to, yeah, prime time, you know, if you look, a man who exuded confidence, hundred <laughs> percent, if you look good, you play good. When you play good, they pay yep. good. Right. But that can transpire through, through every aspect of life per se. You know what I mean? Like going in for an interview but you have you know a, a nice piece on by dame maybe you've been styled by um or uh styled by you know uh julia uh or something like that and and you you have this air of confidence to you like confidence will get you most places confidence will let you slide through almost anything that's if you, the if you what opens the door a lot of times lot, right yeah yeah right so <clears throat> Like, I think another version of great confidence is, like, uh, somebody that I've been blessed to know is, like, Nate Robinson, right? So, like, when we, like, just a quick story. We went to Miami, and we were doing some shows out there or whatever, and, like, we were get going to Club Live, and everyone's dressed up real nice, and then... Never heard of the place. Never, yeah. never got right. to see it. No, I didn't. No. So, like, oh, you know, like... the Too many if, nights. If you know, like, that, 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 the coverage at the door is already crazy, yeah. right? But, like, we're, we're, we were fortunate enough to be with Nate, and um, he was like, come on. But, like, when we actually started to, like, take assessment of, like, what everyone was wearing, mm-hmm. like, Nate, are you wearing pajamas? Yeah. <laughs> and live? Yeah. And he did it like he was just like he like I wish somebody would say something to me, and and he just walked through there and I gotta tell Nate Robinson you can't wear pajamas to live. Yo, but he was like he was like I go everywhere in sweatpants like in in t shirts like I was like yeah that's 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 dope <laughs> you know like that's, but like it's the the idea of like that's I walk in, that's yeah his. like I walk in here with my with my chin up and my chest out and and this is what what I am accept so I'm, it I'm gonna let you keep. Uh, I'm going to per- permit some more name dropping. We we mentioned before the interview that you've worked with some N- NFL, NBA players, my guy Mario Chalmers, formerly of the Miami Heat, you, you, you're you working with, or, well. Well, you know, even with Mario, like, I think it's more along the lines of, like, we're just trying to work something out and, you know, get some things going. Um, he saw some pieces and he liked some things, and I think he's, we're, we're in the process of making some decisions. Um, but, like, you know, when, when it came to, like, let's say, for instance, C.J. Moore, when he played for the Panthers in his rookie year, um, I was able to meet him and, you know, pretty much dress him while he was here in Buffalo when he, when he played against us. Um, and like that interaction in and of itself was just was dope just to have those conversations with a young guy and just talking about the stuff that he liked and being able to build a piece for him was was pretty awesome um if i will continue here like even like uh devin funches you know mm-hmm. like uncle funch is is that i have a great admiration for him and again another person who just exudes confidence so it's like no matter what he's doing like like rather it be like um basketball football or like like we even got to like we went out and he was like yeah, i'm about to go do some gymnastics i'm like what 
<laughs> like you understand you're like six four bro and he was like yeah yeah but watch oh, no, this the stuff that they're they're doing uh yeah and then he's out there just just going like like him like i'm like this is crazy but again it's all confidence that i'm looking yeah. at here yeah. um and you know we and through those journeys and stuff like that you just get to see what what it is to just want to be unapologetically you and that's what I think myself and the other designers want to continue to push is folks to be unapologetically themselves and 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 let's build a community of that. So the NBA, you you look no further than the NBA. They have very fashion forward league. You got guys that the runway, the, 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 the pregame walk in is almost like a, a runway show sometimes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel I feel that's like that's you're well on your way there if if. You're working along with that that that, that ecosystem of tastemakers. We said it earlier: tastemakers, trendsetters. Um, that's awesome that your work is being admired by that world. Yeah, like you um, mentioned, Chef Darian Bryan, uh, that you worked with as well. Yeah, I have such a great admiration for Chef Darian Bryan because, again, like just a man with confidence. Another man. person like, he, who's he steps just... out with rhinestone shoes and these expensive. Uh, uh, elaborate chef's coats and, and, a, and a fedora and he comes to your house and he cooks you a meal he doesn't look like a chef when you see him and he stands out he's a huge man and like <laughs> it's just like like that that's again some, i just admire the ability to just again put on whatever it is that makes you feel the best you and get busy and then to have conversations with him and then to eventually actually end up working with him like we create his luggage right so like if you see chef darian out and about getting ready to get on a plane nine times out of ten the bag you see the bags you see him with i made um and and but even that conversation like we went to to the plating society and sat down with him there we brought like a bunch of stuff to him and you know like he was able to build his bag and and our relationship was formed like quite fast because um he he understood the grind he understood you know like what it is that we were trying to accomplish and he was like yo whatever you need from me let me know and we're gonna rock and roll on it i respect the ability to take the risk of wearing such fine duds when you're cooking pasta or I, I'd, be a, I'd be afraid to get ragu sauce, any, anything pasta sauce on me. I, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I, there's a reason they make aprons, uh, chef Darian, uh, Dame Powell. I mean, we're just, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation because it's just whenever you can, whenever your work can just go from one part of the world and just kind of permeate and, 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 and find its way elsewhere. That's, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, he is going to be featured, and his work is going to be featured on September 30th, Fig Buffalo Fashion Show, right here in Buffalo, the future future design mecca of Buffalo, New York. Hopefully, uh, at no, Seneca One there's Tower. No hope, man. No hope. No, no well, hope. Speaking into it. Let's speak it into existence. Well, the best way to speak it into existence is to say is put a, put a, put time on it versus a, a, a wishful thought. You know what I mean? Um, the so Milan when, of Western New York. Yeah. It's all about win. That's all it is. It's all a win. What kind of, well, you, we mentioned the, the, the contrast with the other more more well-known fashion labels. Uh, the, 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 a lot of those, sometimes not even real leather, it's faux leather, it's composite leather. You're working in strictly authentic leather. How are you procuring the leather? How 
What's what's the, the the thing that sets it aside from from some of the other brands? Well, first and foremost, the, there's there's an aspect to what it is. At least to what I'm doing is that I am a black leather craftsman, right? Um, uh, not even to make it a race thing, but I think it's more along the lines of like, how many of me do you see? You know, like if you can name some others, that'd be crazy. You know, um, I know some, but like that took some digging. You know, mm-hmm. um, but like especially in the city of Buffalo, in and of itself, I like there's very we are far and few between. Um, and I think that just us trying to expound on the craft in and of itself is just a, a, a feat that should be recognized. Um, as far as what we do, what, what we would like to, how we would like to separate or differentiate ourselves from those type of other brands and stuff like that is more along the lines of, um, again, sourcing the highest quality of material that you can get your hands on, um, whether it be like a shell quarter van or, you know, like, um, Botero or, uh, even like uh, exotic skins and things like that. Like I, I source from all over, whether it be uh, here in the, in the States domestically, which, you know, you can go to like, um, want to say like Utah or like Oregon, like I source out of Texas, um, I've even sourced out of, uh, Maine. Uh, and then, then we go, can go as far as like, you know, Florence, uh, Italy, or even like a Croatia. And like, I get a lot of pieces out of those spots as well. Uh, and been able to like develop actual relationships with tanneries and things like that and, and have those conversations, uh, the best we can do to like language barrier, but nonetheless, um, and, and, um, you know, we, we don't really deal in anything that's not leather. I mean, we'll go as far as, like, you know, like your cannabis and nylon, but no faux. You know, none of the, the, the plant-based leather, per se. Um, I, I think that, like, people worry about, like, sustainability mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, like, leather is sustainable. You know, actually, if, you, if we didn't use leather, imagine how much of that would just be in landfills after the meat industry. Because that's where we all source it from is, right. like, no, no, no cow is put to slaughter just for the sake of you know a, a nice backpack you know right. like that's not happening it's literally by the time it gets to us it's probably uh, on a on a plate somewhere um so i think that uh being able to source sustainably is is important i think that um also that our pieces last for for lifetimes in some cases you know um especially if you take care of it right so i i think that the 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 faux leathers and your your polyurethanes and all the other good stuff I, that's, that's the stuff that takes forever to, to to degrade and stuff like that but like they find themselves to a landfill much faster than you would uh you know like an actual you know vegetable tan handbag um again like i i aim to make heirlooms things that you can pass down uh time and time again and you know i'm also you know been trying to do even more uh sustainable uh pieces as far as like you know reaching out to like the the army navy surplus and being able to mix things with uh, the items that they have there and being able to do it at scale is something that um, we're working at uh, on as well um so, you know, uh, I think us being able to continue to just dig into the industry and, and teach people about it and, and then thus creating um, a better environment for the for the, for the leather goods to exist is, is a great help.
And I wanted to kind of hopefully break some stereotypes here because uh, you do weekend bags, handbags, but you're seeing a lot of more bags that, that men are rocking. Yeah. It's it's something that, like, if you go far far back, there's still very much, or even currently, there's still very much a lot of toxic masculinity train of thought that questions men wearing or rocking bags. What do you what would you say to those those folks? Mind your business. <laughs> Mind your business. Um, you know, I I've always I've always been very jealous of of women and 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 having purses and bags because it's so, they're so uh, it's convenient. It's very convenient. <laughs> I, we we have three pockets sometimes. Yeah. And can't have to fit our whole lives in there. Yeah, and I, I was one of those guys for a while and I was like at one point I'm like, oh, I don't want to wear that don't know bag. You're like what is that? Like so Growing up, I used to just carry a backpack all the time, mm-hmm. and, and I would keep everything in there from, like, a change of clothes to, like, my, my dinner that night, you know? Um, especially, like, you know, like coming from my generation, like, we actually used to go outside, so, you know, and play football <laughs> on, on different <laughs> people's days. streets, you know? Like, we would, like, going home wasn't even an option until, you know, you had to hit curfew, which for me, you know, that those street lights come on, you better be on that porch, or in at least... Mom should be able to see you by the with time those street shot. Yeah. If she call your name and you ain't running within 30 <laughs> seconds, it's, it's a wrap for you, cuz. Um, so, you know, uh, bags have been a major part of my life, you know. And then growing up, I kind of like, oh, I'm an adult now. I don't need to carry all that stuff. And then as I get older, I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I need to keep more of these things on me. Even though, you're like, I mean, a lot of people treat their cars as, like, as if it was a bag itself. Yeah. But I'm like... Um, you know, like, where are you going to keep your mints? Where are you going to keep your phone? Why do you want these bulky pockets and stuff like that, like, just being weighed well, down? Well, cell phones are just that much larger now. Did, we, went, we went to small phones, now we're back to big phones. And I miss my little flip phone, me man. Me too. I used to be able to put that in your back pocket and forget about it. Um, the little razor, yeah. razors were, where it was at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like your chirps and sidekicks. I'm a sidekick oh, kid myself. I was um, on the sidekick. Yeah, sidekicks are fire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think I think that they they hold they have a good place in 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 our culture, you know. Um, if you go to like New York City, you see men with totes, you mm-hmm. know, like really mm-hmm. nice totes at that. So, um, and they live a life where it's like going home isn't really necessarily something you can do right quick, you a know. Good like, satchel, yeah, you, you know, a bunch of stuff in there. Right, it's not just a joke in in Hangover. It's right, really functional <laughs> and really nice looking. I think I think the idea of like not having a bag is pushed by is a narrative pushed by people who live in smaller towns where being able to hop in your car and go home and with because your home's within 10 minutes of your lo- current location i think that's something that where that kind of like can stem from uh, but like if you get into like i said the bigger metropolitan areas where it's a, a 45 minute ride home if you forgot something you know like so it's best to just keep it all on you I miss the uh, the fashion of I'm an old soul. I miss the fashion of like the 50s and mm-hmm. and suitcases, uh, Mad Men. Yeah, that, that whole era yeah. was yeah. wonderfully designed and and just uh, I I I would love to bring those type of things back and be able to modernize those pieces. You know, um, I think that's something that we can that that something that we'll be looking forward to um, well, very soon. I more think more men have been asking us for like messenger bags, yeah, just yeah. like everyday yeah, messenger yeah, yeah. bags to have. Yeah, well, so. That's on its way, you know. Yeah. We've just been steadily working at it, and you know, digging through these uh, uh, all these events that we've been having over the summer. Um, and if I could, right quick, go sure. back to the thought of you know why we need to have why fashion 
isn't as forward as it needs to be is because most of the time, most of the year, we're wearing hoodies <laughs> and jackets and coats and and Nate would appreciate that. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, he would. He would super appreciate it. Um, but I think if again we need more things that can happen during the winter time mm-hmm. outside of just going to a Bills game or a Sabres game or something like that. Like it, it needs to be more of these events happening at like a Seneca one or like the convention center or make creating more spots um, that are like, like how many actual lounges do we have? Not places, yeah. not clubs, like, but actual lounges yeah, where you a, spot, hang out, chill, just hang go out and hang time. out and, and legally loiter. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like those don't exist, not, not in the town, but you go elsewhere. Those are, that's the situation, you know? Um, and I think those are, I think, we need more environments like that that would be like, hey, this is, you know, uh, an enforced dress code type of thing. Because if humans follow rules, essentially, there's the outliers and stuff like that, obviously. But, you know, for the most part, if you create a stipulation to in order for them to be able to achieve something, then they will most likely comply. And if you create the, the standard of you need to look nice, they will comply. And at that point, it's like, well, not only do I want to look nice, but I would love to look different and nice if I'm going to have to put on my, put on my best dress. All right, let's have some fun here because I'd like to know Dame Powell's fashion faux pas, uh, your your the the faux pas that the 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 mistakes, the mishaps, the what were you thinking uh, that 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 you see as a as a person that's fashion minded. For me, back home, and mm-hmm. something I, I I notice here and in other parts of places, mm-hmm. the sandals. We call it like when or when when you going to going to clubs, going to bars, going to going to nightlife spots, and you're rocking open open toe mm-hmm. footwear. For me, back home, sometimes it would, they would come off, and then you got what you what we called uh, patas sucias. Mm-hmm. which are <laughs> you get 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 the dirty feet, and you don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, that's my 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 fashion faux pas. What would you say is your? What's not? What should you not do, Buffalo? Make sure your clothes fit. <laughs> Make sure they fit. Um, Get a good tailored. Rather fit. be a tailored tailor that gets a hold of you, but like, like, like. Make sure if you're putting on a suit, make sure you're you're not a hanger inside of it. You know, um, that that bothers me to no end. Where people were like, it's a difference between like a like a nice, a purposely oversized suit versus like just something that you thought was like your your, you know, like this is the greatest suit ever. Like you know, like have some confidence in what it is that you're putting on. Obviously, but like stay away from those '90s NBA draft suits. Yeah, like what are you doing, like? Like the that's, that's I look back crazy. at Tracy McGrady's uh, draft day suit and I'm like, what, what is this man? Yeah, man. <laughs> that was the fashion back then though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think another one would be, uh, ironing your clothes. Like this is mm. all my stuff is just super super simple. It's just like, can you just look like you cared when you got up? That's all. You know, like when you walked out, just 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 put an effort in because. There's folks out there like myself who just see these little details, yeah. and you're like you're like, you just didn't want to take the, that extra it's all in second. Minutia, like yeah. for me, it's like a, a a tie clip. I mean, I would love bring to bring back pocket watches. That that's like mm. that's I wish we could do that with with the with a little nice fine chain hanging outside. That that to me would be with uh, the nice trench. Oh yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking Peaky Blinders. But. <laughs> 
one of my favorite shows. Oh. Like those dudes dressed like whoever did yeah. that. We need that to we wardrobe. need to bring that back. You mentioned the Dapper Dan's. We need we need yeah. we need that that to really take off here in Buffalo. Yes. You hear that Buffalo? Get 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 your get your your, your gear ready. Get get polished up. Let's get let's get on on the ball here. Uh, Dame, I couldn't help but see on your bio you have two dogs, mm-hmm. Ahsoka and Tano. Mm-hmm. You're a Star Wars guy, huh? A huge Star Wars guy. Can we expect a a Star Wars theme or infused uh, or, or inspired? Uh, Every May piece? I drop a Star Wars inspired wallet. wallet. It's like here. a Tie Fighter. Get out of here. Yeah. Now yeah. you're talking my language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really geek out on another another. That's another podcast episode. Mm-hmm. But I mean, definitely expect to see some more things coming in the future. Uh, especially like I only really dropped them in May because obviously May fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this coming May, like we'll have another special piece outside of just like um a wallet uh like and it won't be like over the top it would be something like if you saw it it would be like you need to be a star wars fan to even know why this is even as cool as it is type of thing because to the average person it's going to look like a, a regular bag but we'll 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 put it together and i think it'll 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 go over well um but yeah star wars is definitely my 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 bag man like um I have a Star Wars collection of Legos. Um, oh, like, how, how, well, now we're going to... Right, you went listen, there. Listen, listen, how, listen, how, listen. The, other, the geeky side of, of Dame. We're trying to we're trying to do the high fashion, but we're going to go into the geeky side. Well, how much? How many Lego Star Wars pieces do you have? Ooh, um, too many to count. My, my minifig collection is well over 150. Um, uh, like... Like we have to like walk through Target quite fast because if she if we go in together and she stays in there too long, I'm Dana, going straight for the. You're Lego suffering aisle. the same thing that my wife suffers with when we go to a tar a Target. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to stay clear, stay clear stay of that area. Lego yeah, because yeah. like I'll I will I will be like, hey, listen, like if 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 this is too expensive right now, what we could do is we could just sell it later, and then I'd never sell it. Um, so who's like, the best dressed person in the Star Wars universe? It depends. I have my answer, and I, I'm surprised it t- it's taking you this long. Cause I think you're you're probably gonna go uh, uh, Lando. Yes, of course. Look That's... no further than his cape collection. Yeah, that cape collection. Let it's crazy. It go, I was we were just at the Navy Surplus store this other day, and like they, uh, Rich, he owns it. Uh, he pulled out this cape, and I'm like, how much money do I need to give you for this cape? Because I want it now. I want it right now. Um, but yeah, Lando. But like. Mace Windu's outfit was fire, mm, mm-hmm. and then Ahsoka Tano was she mm-hmm. she was built different, you know. Hence why I named my dogs. That's my favorite <laughs> character, period. Um, and uh, Master Plo Koon. Um, oh wow, you're going deep cuts there for yeah for yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Or I mean, love it, yeah, love it. Well, Dame, the event is September 30th, Seneca One. Mm-hmm location please please everybody get your tickets but uh, uh, <laughs> where can where can they where can folks uh find out more about what you're doing more about the the, the show per se um you can go to figbuffalo.com if you wanted to like you know check out all the artists that are going to be featured and you know see the sponsors and stuff like that and get your tickets there as well um uh, far as like me personally you can look us up at dameav.com or you can find us at shop.dameav on instagram um and you know like just reach out ask some questions uh we'll be happy to answer whether it be at uh, fig buffalo or at dameav 
um, it's 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 a, like I said, it's more of a very welcoming community that we have. Dana, my fellow sister from Miami, yeah. thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Dame, <laughs> a man certainly in his bag. I'm trying. <laughs> sorry, I had to. It was right there. It was low hanging fruit. I'm sorry, but you're you're doing great, exceptional work, and I'm, yeah. I'm I'm thrilled that we were able to showcase the work you're doing, your passion, and your story here on What's Next. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to What's Next on WBFO and WBFO HD One Buffalo, WOLN Olean, and WUBJ Jamestown, your NPR station.